Hey everyone, this is Voices of Chandler, the podcast, and we're coming to you live from Snedeker Skate Park here in Chandler, Arizona, in collaboration with Chandler Changemakers. I'm your host, Melina Soniga, and we're joined by a very special guest. He's a professional skateboarder who is part of Team USA's national team. He's won multiple competitions nationally and is sponsored by brands like Nike, Toy Machine Skateboards, and Essential Water. Deshaun Jordan, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Thanks for catching the flight. I know oh, we yeah. talked about this, but <laughs> the people have to know you literally caught a flight to be here with us today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst at scheduling. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody gives me stuff for that. I have a calendar. I use it, but I just be like, my mind be on go so much. So it's like, and I mean, when this came up, I was like anything for, you know, I mean, where I'm from, you know what I mean? Like the skate park, like raised me and, you know, for the city to like, you know, want to have me a part of any recognition type of thing. I'm like, I'm all for it to talk, you know what I mean? And tell my story a little bit about where I, how I, how I was raised, you know what I mean? And Chandler. What does it mean to you to be back home in a sense to where your skateboarding like journey started? Um, it means a lot to me, you know. Um, I grew up skating this park, you know what I mean? This park kind of like raised me, you know, as far as like my skateboarding career and in general as a person. I met a lot of great people here, you know what I mean? I, this is where I was like first introduced to like skating outside of, you know, like my, what my small perspective was. Yeah. And so like, you know, coming here every day, I mean, I was here right when I got off school, you know what I mean? Like 4 to 10.30 p.m. every day, you know? Sometimes I would even skate from my house here if I didn't have a ride. And that was like a couple of miles. I was off of like Arizona Avenue and Pecos. So it was like, I like, you know what I mean? I was here every single day. So this park is like, you know what I mean? It's embedded in me and it has a special uh, special spot in my heart. So it's like, just being here, you know, every time I come, I just think about like, you know, just the years of skating I've, I've invested <laughs> at the Chandler Skate Park and For sure. everything I've done here with the homies, you know, and people I've met. So it's like, you know, it's, it's awesome always being back. Arizona and Pecos is like kind of like the Walmart, that intersection. Yeah. yeah, right there. Right behind that Walmart. Right like behind the, the Walmart. Is the, the house is called Reflections. So gotcha. you know if you're coming down like this street right here was at Arizona Ave, like yes. all the way down. And yes. Walmart's on your right hand side. Yes. You'd make a right at that like Arizona Ave and Pecos mm -hmm. and then you'd go down over the train tracks and make a right to like the houses over there. Okay, so kind of like in that historic Chandler area. Yeah. yeah, right. I was like right in the middle between Chandler High and Hamilton. But I know you lived in Tucson at some point mm -hmm. in your childhood. I'm from Tucson too. Okay. Tucson. But it, Tucson, the dirty tea. And I can say that because I'm from Tucson. Facts. But it wasn't until you moved here to Chandler that you got into skateboarding. Mm -hmm. So what was it that really got you into skateboarding? Was it just that there was a park nearby or what was it? Were your friends into it? So, uh, you know, I had a group of friends that I hung out with in, in uh, Tucson. Mm -hmm. I lived on, I was, when I lived on the south side of Tucson for a little bit like with my grandma, I wasn't really skating. Mm -hmm. And then I had a group of friends on the east side of Tucson that like, kind of like my neighborhood friends, you know, any, it was like anything they were doing, I was doing, you know, it was, it was like the group, the group yeah. sport, the group yeah. activity. And, you know, at times it was, you know, scootering, at times it was rollerblading, at times it was, you know what I mean, skateboarding. And, you know, I just picked it up because they were all doing it and, and I just kept doing it. So I would be at, you know, like the basketball court where they were like shooting the ball and I would still be on the skateboard. And it just like stuck with me and I was super intrigued by it. So, you know, I continued to bring that with me when we decided to make the decision to move to Phoenix, Arizona, you know, where I then became, you know, more aware of like actual skate parks, you know, like seeing other types of skating outside my friend group who was like into skating, but they weren't like really like doing it, doing, yeah. you know, at a, at a higher level. And so when I came here, you know, I was even more intrigued. It's funny because 
I like to always tell the story of when at the apartments I moved in, um, the people at the front office, you know, they were telling me to like watch out for this kid in the apartment complex. I was kind of like, you know, like a bad kid. You know, his, okay. name, his name was like Curtis. And like the first day we moved in, I like was skating around the complex and I seen a kid skating and I went up to him and it was him. But it was like, I was hyped to meet him because he took me to like this skate park, which is like my first time going to like, yeah. you know what I mean, an actual skate park. And ever since then, it kind of was like, I was here, you know, like any way I could find or any excuse I had to get here, like I was here. So it's been cool, you know, like in Tucson, I kind of did a lot of different stuff. You know, I was in like dance groups. I was like roller skating for, you know, I still roller skate. And like I was doing those type of things like religiously on how I was skating. So like skating was there, but it didn't really get there, get there until I moved here and like became more aware of like what skateboarding was and how far it could actually go. So you started here in this park, Mm -hmm. but I know now you also do street league. So how did you make the transition from park to street? So, you know, when I first started skating here, a lot of things at Chandler Skate Park are more like transition. So it's like a lot of quarter pipes, you know what I mean, in banks. They have a couple of street stuff here, but I feel like the main focus here is like the, you know, the bowls and transition. And so skating that in the beginning, um, I would say the first time I like saw street like street skateboarding and got like super interested in it, I actually went to Phoenix Sound when it was at the old skate park uh, called Rio Vista out in like Peoria. Okay. And then after that, that's when I kind of like was super intrigued by that, and I just wanted to like start learning how to like you know flip my board, you know what I mean, and skate flat ground and and you know and grind rails and stairs and stuff. And then when I made that transition, I started competing, you know what I mean, in that field in street, and then. Once I, like, started getting, you know, more better with that and progressing with that, then I just was competing a lot, you know, traveling to compete. And then that actually came up in, I want to say it was 2015. This contest that I've been skating for a couple of years at the, at the time was uh, called Tampa Am. And that's, like, the, the other biggest amateur contest next to Phoenix Am. Mm-hmm. And 2015, I was blessed to win. And that, that year, I think it was the last year, they gave the winner, like, a ticket to go to street league which is like the pro circuit of street skateboarding mm-hmm. uh, as far as contests um to go try to qualify in street league and then when i went there i qualified in and that's how i became a part of like the whole street league circuit and then i've been in street league for like a couple of years now and it's, it's been awesome you know i mean to skate with all my favorite skaters you know growing up and who are still are my favorite skaters so it's been crazy to kind of be in that field and, and be a, alongside of them that's awesome. So I know you moved straight to California after you graduated here. Yeah. Walk me through, like you're talking about getting in these competitions. Like how old were you at that time when you first got into your first competition? I would say my first competition, I was probably about, man, probably 11. Yeah, probably 11, 12. Or I might have been in my teens. Like I want to say the oldest, maybe 14, 13. But I wasn't like super old I was still kind of young when I started skating the contest and you know amateur level of skating is kind of like that age bracket you know what I mean from like I would say maybe 9 10 11 to like you know your teens your am unless you go pro you know earlier on but that's kind of like that window of like the age where you're amateur and those contests are like you know what you skate until you like you know go up and and get better and progress on your way to pro Awesome. So you went to Hamilton High School, and obviously it's a small city, so there's always that like friendly rivalry between yeah. high schools, right? <laughs> so I'm going to throw a couple of topics your way, and just tell me which school is better known for it. No bias. Okay. Who has better school spirit? Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say... Man, I would say Chandler turned up a bit. Okay. They, like, their, their school spirit was pretty through the roof, like, okay. anything they did. Okay. 
better mascot? I would say Hamilton. Hamilton? We got the Hamilton Husky, yeah. Okay. Better sports teams? Man, I would say, I mean, Hamilton's known for, like, the football. Yeah. So I would say football was Hamilton. And I think at one point they had a good basketball team, but I feel like Chandler's, like, always had a pretty solid, like, basketball squad i'm not okay. too like i'm not too much into the world know about basketball i just gotcha. it was football 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 when yeah. i was going there and you know hamilton like had that so it's like I, i'm gonna go with hamilton okay hamilton <laughs> two out of three for your school yeah. okay <laughs> so i watched your podcast with the nine club which is great and you talk about moving to california you booked a flight after a competition that you had with a tuffle bag and 300 dollars yeah. that you had saved up mm-hmm from a mall job that you had yeah i need to know what <laughs> job and what mall so i i worked at um industrial skate shop in chandler mall that makes sense yeah yeah so i i got the job there because during my senior year um i got into this class so okay. my schedule i had econ and i just remember sitting in the class before like i knew i was in that class and i was like dude let's start talking about all the homework it's stuff, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> and God heard me. <laughs> this, this girl walked in with a slip, and she was like, oh, this is for Deshaun. And on the slip, it was like I got accepted into this class that, like, was in replace of econ. It was worth, like, two credits. Okay. And it was, like, half or none of the work that I had to do in that class. I think all you needed to do was, like, a job. But okay. it was, like, a super cool class. I got in there, and it was, like, some of the people that I saw in class that were like super smart, they all took the easy like route. So, so I was like, okay, bet. I got in my class and I just like, just all the just, I was relaxed and I was like, okay, now it's going to be a better year. And so in that class, it was like I needed to have that, to be able to stay in that class, I needed a job, you know what I mean, the whole year. And so. Wait, so the job was the class? Yeah, pretty much. The job was the class and it okay. was, you know what I mean? It was kind of like a, and like, a class of like tutorials like you know like how to like like in like working like kind of like i forgot it was like i think it was like workers ed or something like that i can't okay. remember the exact name but yeah i got in that class and then i just remembered i knew this girl who worked at um industrial who was the manager there okay i tapped in and uh, her name's jessica bailey she worked there and i went in i was like you know jessica like i need a job and, and i'm in this <laughs> class like you know what i mean like how can i you know what i mean like I'm, can I put an application and like maybe work here? Yeah. And she she was kind of like she knew like you know my skating and she knew like where I was at kind of in my career so like she like knew what was going on and she was like all right just turn the application you know what I mean and then you know we'll, we'll go from there and so I gave the application and I didn't have to do an interview she was like all right just give me an application you know what I mean and then like <laughs> pretty much I <laughs> so she hired me and I had that job for you know I had the job for a minute like the whole year you know like yeah. senior year and and so like I I was saving that money you know that whole time and then. I had a graduation party the week I graduated, and after that I had a contest in Chicago. Yeah. And so from Chicago, I had to get my flight straight to LA, and that's when I had like the 300 bucks and just like the duffel bag <laughs> of my clothes. I didn't really have a lot of clothes with me, and so just kind of being out there the whole time. I lived with my friend's sister, um, who like was also from here, but he lived there now, and they've been there for a couple of years, and uh, she let me stay with them, and so her. Her room was her like music studio because she made music in the living room was her bedroom. And she had a daughter and everything, so it was like, you know, she's letting us crash for her and stuff. So I stayed yeah. there for a minute, and that's kind of like, you know, where I was when I first moved there. Then you know, throughout the years, you know, things changing and, and me just trying to figure it out. You know, I, I moved, I went on to live with other people and stuff like that until I was like getting on my feet. But I was like, you know, like 18, you know, like living like that out there. But it was cool. Like I enjoyed it. And, you know, what I mean, it it like helped me get to where I'm at today. So. 
How did you find, so once you moved out there, like how did you get started in, because it's a different skate scene yeah. once from here to there. So mm -hmm. how did you kind of get started in California? So when I first moved there, I knew people like, like kind of a little bit just from like being out there randomly for summers and stuff and yeah. skating like contests or like being out there to skate and, and mutual friends. And then kind of after, so when I moved out there, it was just kind of like when I saw them, I was like, yo, like, you know, I'm finally here like for good now. Like, let's get up and skate. You know what I mean? So like that was like a way that kind of helped me get you know like out there and then i also met a dude met one of my friends here um ryan nadal who worked for the barracks who actually came out here to film a segment for me that was on the website mm -hmm. and uh, that's i met him and he was a filmer so you know in skateboarding like you know those are like the most valuable assets and so like to move out there and kind of have like a friend that i already knew that was already out there in the scene that i could start filming with mm -hmm. that was like a big help to me so i started skating with him when i moved out there you know i mean filmed my first parts with him and stuff like that and then Kind of after that, just getting on the scene, you know what I mean? Putting more parts out and, and people knowing that I was, like, in there, in California. That's kind of how I started to, like, get on the scene. But I was there for a minute when I was there. I was really going. I had friends who worked at the Diamond Supply Store on Fairfax. Um, well, my big homie, Sean Lyles and, and Corey. And uh, I would go there, like, every day from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 5 p.m. Because I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. I would just check out the store. And at the time, Fairfax was, like, a pretty, like, busy and popping street. Because, like, the the Odd Future store was there. Like, the Pink Dolphin store. So, it was a lot of traffic there. And you yeah. could literally, like, have no problem chilling there all day. Because you're going to see. You don't know who you're going to see. Yeah. And, uh, like, kind of after that, and I was getting on the scene. Then that's when I started, like, you know, not going down there so much. You know, skating with other people. And creating my friends a group that I skate with out there. So, since you're out there now, I wanted to do uh, this or that. Okay. Between Arizona and California. The hat or chompies? The hat or chompies? The hat or chompies. So I am confused. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We said the hat, a place? The hat, the restaurant. Have you been out there? I don't know if I've tried the hat yet. Oh my I'm blowing gosh. it. I'm, blowing, I'm one of those people who finds places I like. I just keep eating those. And then, like, okay. People, but okay. I'm going to go with Chompies. I like Chompies. You I like, like Chompies a lot. That's so I'm going to go with Chompies. That's because you haven't tried the hat. Yeah, yeah. But when I, I know when I try the hat, I'll, I'll probably hit you guys up. Okay. After being like, oh, I'm going to We'll make a correction. Yeah. Okay. So Santan or Golden Road? Uh, I'm going to go with Golden Road. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Los Favoritos or Taco Nazo? <laughs> Taco Nazo all day. What? Taco, you, you, you said that because you haven't had Taco Nazo. I haven't taco had Taco Nazo. Exactly. You're right. You're right. So, so we back to back with that one. Okay. One to one. All right. But you've talked about sponsors that range from Vox, Crew, and Nike. Mm -hmm. And you talk about wanting to get sponsored from Nike and wanting to, to skate in their shoe. And you kind of manifested it because yeah, Nike'd I'm out. Yeah, yeah. It's Nike'd a blessing out. For sure. So you were in Chandler at the time once you got your first pair of Nike yes. shoes. Like, do you remember what it was like coming, pulling up to Snedeker and pulling up in your new oh, Nike yeah. shoes? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so that all happened because uh, one of like my one of my mentors, uh, Steve Clare, he was giving me shoes from, I mean, giving me clothes from crew. And so he would always ask, like, ask me, like, yo, if like there's any other shoe company you want to be on, like, what would it be? And I always said Nike. I was like, Nike, Nike. He, like, he would keep asking me every time we got on the phone. I was like, Nike. And then finally one year at Phoenix Am, he was like, I might have a friend, you know, who works for Nike, like my friend Oliver Flores. And I was like, all right. He was like, I want, you, I want to introduce you to him, like, you know, at Phoenix Am. And so I pulled up to their hotel where they were staying at, and I stayed with them that night, you know, to skate the concert the next day, and Oliver was there. 
And we were like, you know, at the bar, you know what I mean? I was drinking a Sprite, he was drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember talking to him about it, and he was like, yo, he was like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? I, like, I, I've been hearing you, like, you want to, like, get flown shoes, but, you know, by Nike. Like, you know, if, if you're down, I'm down. Like, if you're ready, I'm ready. And I was like, dude, I was like, what? Like, in my head, I'm like, that's a no-brainer. Like, what do you mean if I'm ready? Like, I'm ready. And so he was like, all right, you know, I'll take your info down, and we'll get back. Like, I'll send you a box of shoes, you know what I mean? And then we'll go from there. And so I remember after that weekend, you know what I mean? came back home and I want to say it was later on in the week or that following week like I remember a box showed up it was like two pair of shoes it was it was a uh, these royal blue uh and white you know costing ones and then there's these other shoes called the team editions they're all black and I, I know I tried the team editions first because I didn't want to skate the blue ones yet because I was like oh, I don't want to skate these yet so I remember putting them on like that next day or that same day I showed up and I remember pulled to the park like I felt so tight. <laughs> I was like, bro, I got some Nikes on. Like, I'm scared because, you know, I would get, like, hit-me-downs from, you know, like, bigger homies at the skate park that weren't even my size, but just, like, I was like, oh, they're Nikes, so I'm going to skate them, you know? And yeah. so, like, after that, you know, after years of, like, you know, skating contests and, like, you know, like, just trying to put more stuff out, you know, in the world and trying to get on the scene, that's how I started to, like, move up, you know, where I was in my uh, my spot on how I was, like, giving product, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like rep flow, you know, and then you go, like, like straight from warehouse and then you go like team manager flow okay. and when you get to team manager flow that's like more like you know like like a like solidify like okay like you know we, we give you shoes now like yeah. you like pretty much like you're really flow from us now we kind of like went from there and like that's kind of how that that started and, you know i've been on nike ever since but it's like i always think oliver because like if it wasn't for him like taking a chance on me and sending my first box of shoes i probably would never like be on nike so like he's like that's like oliver floors is like hands down like that's my dude like endless love for him i was actually just with him recently and i you know i, I tell him every time i see him and i give him the flowers because it's like that probably wouldn't happen i couldn't afford nikes you know what yeah. I, mean? I was getting ham i was getting hand me uh hand me downs from like a lot of my homies so it's like him taking that you know what i mean trusting me and, and taking a chance with me that that you know what i mean meant a lot so do you remember like your first board was that also like hand me down did you get it like as a gift yeah my first board was a hand me down yeah. it was a blind skateboard actually I, when i lived in tucson um one of the dudes who's uh in our friend group in tucson the people i started skating with yeah he, he was like he would always let me use his board because mm -hmm. he wasn't really using it you know what i mean like when they were out playing basketball i was always on it and then i was i would use it to skate home because i live like at, at the, the beginning of the street and they all lived like like later down the street uh -huh. so it was like so a straightaway that i would have to skate to go yeah. hang out with him and so i would just use that board to like skate all the way back up and we were getting ready to move and i was supposed to take it back to him but i didn't have time to like drop it back off to him because okay. when we loaded up to u-haul and we were like okay like we know we're heading out yeah and it just didn't click and i also probably wanted to keep it so i was like <laughs> low key yeah low key i was like all right yeah i ain't gonna say nothing he hit me up so whatever but um that was like my first skateboard and it was like chipped up it had no nose no tail but it was like my first board and i took that with me to arizona and that was the board i skated on for a long time and even when i got in i think the wheel was falling off because like one of the screws were popping off i didn't know how to fix a skateboard so i just went to AutoZone across the street and i just asked him like yo like do you guys have anything i could put in the wheel and they ended up just giving me like a little like lock nut and it kept my will on, and it was good. Like, I didn't care. Even though I probably looked crazy at the skate park, <laughs> nobody ever said anything. So, I, you know what I mean? I was confident with my setup. <laughs> when was it when you got, like, your first board to yourself? I would say, my f man, I don't think, I could never really afford, like, I never really got, like, my own first, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Where, like, my mom Dukes was like, okay, here's your board. Like, I'm going to go to the store and buy your board. Because she didn't know anything about it either. Like, yeah. she's learning through me and still is learning through me. Yeah. So it's like, 
the first like probably legit like setup I had was I think it was when I first met because I didn't know who he was at first. It was a pro skater who lived in Tucson and he used to come up here a lot. Or he might still live there, named Aaron Susky. Okay. And so he came up here one day and we were skating in the park. And before he left, he gave me a board. It was like an orange and blue New York board. And when he left, like like I said, I wasn't aware of who he is because I'm you know still learning about skateboarding at this point. But everybody else was here. I was like, dude, like that's so crazy. Like he gave you a board. Like you know who that is. You know what I mean? And like that's kind of how I learned about who he was and. I skated that board for a long time, and that was like my first board that actually had like a proper nose and tail, and I could probably somewhat tell the difference between my tricks, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was still learning, so yeah. I, it was an ongoing process, but yeah, that was probably like my first like legit like board, and it was just a board. I just, you know, switched the trucks and wheels off my the old board I had and, and put it on that. What is it for you that made you want to become a professional? I don't know. I, like... Some people, like, you know, I talk to people who don't really know. Some people are like, oh, like, you know, you make a lot of money or whatever. Or, like, did you know you can make this type of money? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, when I started skating, like, that was, like, that's not why I wanted to get good. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I was, I learned everything as I experienced it. Like, you know what I mean? I had no idea I could make money skating. Like, I was stoked on just getting free stuff because I didn't have to pay for it. Like, <laughs> so, like, that was kind of, like, it, like what I was stoked on. But I had no idea about you could get paid off skating. Like, I was just doing it. And I wanted to get good. Because, like, I started, like, learning how good you could get. Yeah. And, like, you know, learning more tricks. And, like, when I saw somebody do something, it was like, oh, I want to learn that. I want to be able to, like, do that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how, like, I based off, like, my learning and, like, you know, just seeing more and wanting to, like, be able to do more. And so then we continued, like, I just continued to, like, push myself to, like, get better and better. And then when I moved to California, like, that just opened up a whole another like, level of skating. Because, you know, skate California is, like, the mecca of, like, skateboarding, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, like, kind of, like, where it was, like, you know legendary stuff happened there like everything is there like California is like skating by the end of the day and so when I moved there I just saw people skating at a level that was like crazy to me and that just pushed me obviously to get better and like I said like everything else just like came through experience and like learning it off of like what I saw yeah do you feel like you could have gotten to the level that you're at staying in Arizona um Arizona has great skateboarding here mm-hmm. and, and it's definitely opportunities here but a bit it would have been harder yeah because not like there's not a lot here for it like okay. you know what i mean like like you know arizona's known for like more like sports sports skateboarding here to some people who don't know about it or like know exactly it's like oh whatever it's like you know this kid's just flipping aboard the skateboard yeah because like nope like they don't know yeah and that's why i'm saying when i moved to california like i literally saw what it is like you know what i mean in the level and now people who maybe had that opinion are starting to learn because they're seeing it like in the olympics and stuff but like skateboarding is literally like it's at the level of like an NFL. It's, it's at the level of like an NBA. It's just like that recognition aspect just hasn't like reached the whole world yet. But that's all still happening right now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so for me being here definitely would have made it harder to like, you know, get on the scene and probably like push my skateboarding and like get, you know, meet more people and, you know, and, and get any type of friendships I had that have allowed me to like get to where I'm at or help, who have helped me and mentored me to get there. But it's here, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's been, like, a lot of stuff's happening here. Skateboards, like, I feel like blossoming here. Like, even now when I come back to this skate park, like, I see so many, like, more girls skating and so many more, like, people just here skating, you know what I mean? As far as, like, when I was coming here, I, like, lived here, there was people skating, but it was, like, my small group. And yeah. you had, like, a lot of people who scooter and rollerbladers who were here. But now it's, like, I come and it's, like, only skateboarding. And it's, boy, and it's like, the number of... of women and men are like equal like it's just as much you know the same amount of people skating so i know it's been crazy like it's definitely here 
it's only gonna get better so for sure can you kind of like talk me through like your sponsors from when you first got started to like how they've progressed and kind of talk about how now you have like boards that you've designed yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like so here i had like you know a couple of local sponsors when i first was skating because I, I hung out with a group uh a skate team called zombie skateboards who was like like one of the biggest companies in Arizona for skating, like mm -hmm. they, you know, were putting out footage. They were in um, the magazine called AZ Steez, and like, like, like they were, like they were those dudes, you know, here. Yeah. And so like, they kind of like, like, because I've always been like the younger dude with the older dudes. And, like they were kind of the dudes who like mentored me, you know, what I mean, helped me with skating. Like took me on some of my first trips, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, those dudes helped me, like, you know, get better and learn more about skating. And after that, I got on this board company called Homicide Skateboards, which was like a local one, you know, and I was on that, that sponsor for a couple years. And then uh, this girl named Taylor Woods, she worked for Vox as well. So that's how I like started getting flowed by Vox. I met her through contests and got like really cool with her. And she started hooking me up when I was younger. And then I had those, you know, growing up and those are like major helps. Cause like that was like shoes and boards. Like, and I needed that, you know, to keep skating. Yeah. So after that, just years went by. And then my Andrew, who like uh, I, I had already known for several years before that whole you know Eon thing happened, he was writing for them because he became friends with them, and they they like were in interested in me because Andrew like they were always putting out local videos. Okay. And so that's how like it kind of like started, and then like I got on the I got on Eon, and they did so much for me. Like you know they were buying me shoes, you know when I wasn't getting shoes anymore. Like they were taking me on trips. They're like taking me to California. You know what I mean like keeping boys under my feet and like they helped me tremendously you know like major shout out to you know the bashes family and so after that that's kind of like you know i was you know being the scene more and skating i mean i was skating phoenix sam they were they were paying my entry fee for phoenix sam and then after like that first couple years of skating phoenix sam that's when i started getting like offered by like you know bigger companies and then from there on i went to be on a company called dark star skateboards um, with Chet Thomas, who's like, a, you know, uh, an OG skateboarder who's phenomenal as well. And then I was alongside, you know, with like a, a dude named Greg Luska, Adam Dye, you know what I mean, the whole team. And so that was like my first feel, like an actual, you know, like a bigger team outside of what I was in, like, in, like locally. And so kind of after that, I just started like skating more contests, you know what I mean, meet more people. And then like, that's when I wanted to have like bigger sponsors and stuff like that. And Nike came about and then different board companies. And like, that's kind of how it all started, you know, from Arizona. So I was on a, a board company when I first moved to California called uh, um, Sovereign, and that yeah. was through uh, Steve Barra, who I was living with, um, who ran, who does still um, run the Barracks, uh, which is like a super big media platform and, and indoor skating facility in California. Okay. And so he was also behind that company, and so I rode for that for a couple of years, and they also did a lot for me, you know what I mean, and, and contributed to my career in major ways. And so. Um, you know, all those people who helped me in my career, it just allowed me, you know what I mean, just like, you know, progress, you know, just only focus on skating. So after I was with them for a couple of years, I didn't have a board sponsor for like two years or three years in California because I wanted to wait for like the right thing. And so after those two, three years, I got on a company with business and company. I got on this company called Business and Company okay. with this, uh, this legend skater, uh, Mark Johnson, who's like also a phenomenal skateboarder like till this day and he you know same thing you know gave me boards and he turned me pro actually that was the first time I went pro um and then um after being on that company where I now I am where now I am is uh toy machine skateboards which is like you know a super amazing company you know everybody on the team is amazing skateboarders people on and off the boards you know what I mean Ed Templeton Mike Sinclair and that's where you know I went on to continue my pro career, and that's where I'm at now. And you know, yeah, all my board graphics 
have been super stoked on me, you know, like some of them I have like throwing ideas, like I just tell them like, yo, I wanna make like a graphic, you know, like like with this and that, and then, you know, Ed Templeton, which is like an amazing artist as well, like outside of skateboarding, who, who has went on to do great things on that side of it too, he makes all the graphics. And more so like every time, like from since I got on, they've been like first try. Like I just tell my idea and he'll send it to me like, yo, like this, and I'm like, yeah, like we need to change anything. So it's just like, that's just kind of like the process of that, you know what I mean? And sometimes if there's if there's a graphic where I'm like, oh, like I specifically want this, so I'll do that. But like, I trust Ed and like, he's just amazing at what he does. So all I have to do is just throw him like two or three ideas and he'll just mock up something and then bring it back to me. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean? And they'll put in the line and you know, that like they'll decide when it comes out. But that's kind of how that is, you know what I mean? And where I'm at now, I'm super blessed and stoked to be a part of Toy Machine and, and super stoked and blessed for everybody along the way that's like, you know what I mean, contributed to my career, so. I love that. You're tugging on my heartstrings. I love it. And there's a fascination with watching like pro skaters do these elaborate tricks. And I know that you've worked with um, and alongside and competed with like some really amazing skaters. So I want to throw some names at you and if you can tell me or describe their competition and skate style in a couple of words. Okay. That'd be awesome. Sound good? Yep. All right. So. The Mesa native, Jagger Ian. Oh, that's my guy. I know, I know, I've known him since he was like little, little, little. Like I would have to go skate with him all the time. Um, amazing, you know, super consistent skateboarder. Um, man, yeah, it's amazing. Like you know, consistent. Like he just is a hard worker. Um, you know, like good style you know what I mean and you know he's always just like pushing through you know what I mean like he he does it you know what I mean he he's a super he, he's inspirational for sure you know on, on how like he just like is so just determined to like you know always do better you know what I mean and okay. there's never no off days for him so okay all right you tell her got me oh uh, <laughs> that's my other guy he's uh, <laughs> he's amazing once again amazing skateboarder amazing person on off a of skateboard great style great selection of tricks like and is always pushing skateboarding. Okay. Nigel Houston? Another amazing skateboarder. <laughs> Super consistent. They're all amazing. Yeah, they're all amazing. Nigel's amazing. <laughs> um, one of, if not the best competitive skateboarder of all time, and, you know what I mean, street skateboarder as well. Always pushing skateboarding also, and yeah, amazing. Paul Rodriguez? Oh, Paul's, man. <laughs> Paul's beast. He's the one and only Paul, you know, Paul Rodriguez. He's always pushing skateboard until this day. And he just continues to inspire me always. And it's a blessing to have him, you know what I mean, as a friend and learn from him and a mentor. So he's for, for sure top three favorite skaters. Wow, okay. What about Andrew? Oh yeah, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Andrew's a great skateboarder too, or was. I mean, I just love <laughs> I just laid out. He still is. He still is. He still is. He still is. He, still is. He, uh, he went through like a little bit of injury, so like he doesn't skate like he used to, but for sure, like always is like inspired by him just through him on and off his skateboard, you know what I mean? And he's helped me with so much and, and has helped me take my skateboard to that next level. And you know, he knows skateboarding really good. And yeah, he, I mean, to this day, we skate sometimes. I'm still like, oh my God. I'm like, he'd be surprising me. I mean, he still got it. <laughs> but he'd be doing this thing, though. He, you know, he's, he's, he's a great skateboarder as well. Okay, awesome. So you're kind of like a local Chandler celebrity. <laughs> I mean, you were signing shoes before you even pulled up over here. So you have also been recognized as a Chandler change maker. 
So thanks. that's someone who is making a positive impact in our community and beyond. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so as someone who's been described as a role model for the next generation, what's something that you would like to say for the kids out here that might be listening? Um, I would say to um, always stay hungry, stay humble, and I always like to say like the impossible is possible. And then, yeah, like, I don't know, just just keep going. Like, even, even when you feel like it's not getting anywhere, just keep going. You know what I mean? Don't like... Don't don't put a tab or time, you know what I mean, when when I'm on your success, you know. Just like hard work never goes unnoticed and just keep striving, always striving to do better, you know what I mean, and, and, and stay open minded about like where, you know what I mean, life could go or where it is gonna go. You just keep pushing, you know what I mean? Like you got it, everybody everybody has you know what I mean, everybody's given, you know, limbs, you know, legs like I have, you know, well for the most part, you know what I mean? And you know, even people who don't, they still go like deal with that adversity and still push through so it's like that's where a lot of my motivation comes from is like you know they have like a category in skateboarding called like adaptive and a lot of those people like you know like you know, no arms or like legs you know what I mean and they're still pushing through it so it's like I always have to say like you know what I mean there's it's it's all possible you know what I mean and never like get too down on yourself just keep striving what are some things that you hope to see within the skate community here specifically in Chandler and also Arizona as a whole I would like to see more parks, you know what I mean, open up. I would love, like, that's, like, a, a big goal, and I know it's been, like, me and Andrew have talked about it many of times, is, like, you know, either, like, doing a lot to this park or just building another park in Chandler, you know what I mean? That's, like, caught up to where, like, skateboarding is and where, what some of, like, you know, the up-and-coming want to skate, you know what I mean? Because this park's been around for a while, and, you know, they come and skate here, but if they want to go, you know, skate, like, they got to go to a Tempe or anything, you know? So I feel like Chandler having that would be big for the skateboarding community here as well. And just, you know what I mean? Just like doing, being more um, active in the community here, you know, doing more events here, you know what I mean? Doing more skate events and just like bringing that awareness because there's so many people who skate out here, you know, they, they just, they have a skate shop up the road called Desert Valley and that was even big for Chandler because that's like the first skate shop in Chandler, Arizona. So it's like, yeah. I feel like a lot of these like chess pieces are like moving, you know what I mean? On the board and coming to play. So I feel like that's like the next step is like, you know, doing something like that and like really just being active, like, you know what I mean? For that community. and. You know what I mean? Because this park is like a super popular park. And, you know what I mean? I'm like, I could be anywhere in the world and mention, like, you know what I mean? I'm from Chandler, grew up skating Chandler Skate Park, and everybody, California, everybody knows about this skate park and, ha and has been here. So it's like, I feel like to have another one, you know what I mean, would be like amazing and just, you know, be active in the community. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a wrap, everyone. Awesome. Woo! Yeah. Boom.